Okay, so we are starting out our uh, podcast. I don't know. I think this might be the fifth one, maybe the sixth one, if you don't count the bonus episode. I think it might be the sixth one. Okay, Lex is weighed in and saying six. But, you know, we've really kind of avoided talking about the election and uh, everything leading up to it and the results of it. But, you know, it's, I feel now time to talk about what it really means and, and, and the end result and, you know, um, what some sort of plans of action need to be. And, you know, I think some insights for me and for you. Well, I agree because like, I mean, this is really, this is day 11 basically since the, since the situation happened on the 8th, the situation, situation. well, in which I, I mean, I, and I think a lot of people were sort of rightly or wrongly, naively, whatever, taken by surprise when Donald Trump became the president-elect. I've talked to more people than not in our Bay Area specifically. I mean, you know, we are we are in sort of sort of a bubble situation in a way um, where I think the majority of people... I don't know if it's a bubble. We're not Trump supporters, but... But anyway, I feel like... Um, progressive thinking, perhaps. Yeah, progressive thinking. Um, but anyway... You've talked to a number of people? Well, I have, and I think that... And what say ye? Well... Or they? I think that the people that I have talked to, and sometimes those are people that I don't even really know, except they're the clerks at Trader Joe's, you know, that I recognize, or the neighbor from down the street that I talked to the other day, or... Uh, clients of mine, you know, kind of a vast range of people, are just really surprised and not necessarily dismayed, but just really feel tentative and um, and uncertain as to what this means. So, oh, that you know, it's interesting that that you say that. I think. I, you know, kind of what I'm seeing and what I'm reading is alarming to me in terms of um, some some cabinet picks, um, what people are saying in terms of, well, let's just wait and see what he, he does. And, you know, for me... Um, it this is really not a philosophical discussion about whether or not um you know let's just wait and see what he's going to do i think um what he's basically said is really what he's going to do i i don't think that he's any different than what he's portrayed himself all along yeah and i you know it was interesting to me. I wish I could remember this guy that I saw or, or heard um, on a on a program where he really was really quite articulate in, in, in what he said. And 
And basically what he said was, you know, this is not a philosophical discussion. This is like, like people are thinking like this is like life and death. I mean, these are life choices that are, um, uh, that, uh, this president elect is kind of like laid on the table. You know, when you talk about who is appointed to his cabinet and some of the policies that he's laid out, uh, pre along his campaign. And why would we think that he's not going to do exactly what he said he was going to do? Why would we think that it would be any different? I, I, I don't, can you well, uh, shed some light on that? Because I, I don't understand this 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 theory that people are going with. That well, uh, I think the theory that I think the theory that some people are going with is that they're just when push comes to shove, there's not going to be a way for him to be as extreme as he was on his campaign in his campaign persona and his campaign policies. And for instance. He's already backed down on, I'm going to remove and repeal the Obamacare thing. You know, he's already kind of like, well, the wall, and believe me, I'm not making excuses for him, but already he's been like, well, this wall that I was talking about making Mexico pay for, it's just a metaphorical wall. You know, I mean, so I think that the hope is that he's not really going to be as extreme and hateful and vitriolic as his campaign promises were. But the thing is, he has, in this past few the days... The thing is... Oh, go ahead. I'm just saying what you said. The thing is... Yeah, he has, in his, in this past few days, shown to be interested in surrounding himself with people that are pretty extreme and that's the scary thing about that you know Steve Bannon his chief strategist um well Mike Pence his his vice president I mean they're they've all been kind of proven to be pretty extreme in their conservatism and their um civil rights situations that have not been pro-civil rights um <laughs> gay, gay LGBTQ rights down the drain, you know, that kind of thing, which only goes to increase people's fear and anxiety. And, yeah, the immigration, it's just... I'm I, All I can say here and now is I will be spending the next four years with one eye open. Just one eye? Well, right, because that's where I will, every time I see something that is going south. <laughs> that was kind of a joke. Just <laughs> Well, I've got to sleep eye. with one eye closed because I do need to get my sleep. But anyway. <laughs> okay, right. I know what I mean. I know what you mean, too. I, I think that, you know, as we go through this and and we see and and, and you know I, I hear what you're saying about you know certain things that he's kind of backed off from but I think what's disturbing to me are, are the people that right now are being chosen uh to um be in the cabinet precisely number, my no, thoughts number one mm -hmm. and then number two the fact that 
there's a continued use um, of Twitter um, really by by him that I, I don't really understand as a president-elect. I mean, I would imagine there would be bigger fish to fry than yeah. talking about somebody from the Hamilton play that really did something I thought it made a speech that was pretty respectful. Mm. Um, there was nothing offensive in that, in that. No. In, in, in saying what that individual said, but yet there was a retort of, I need an apology. I thought from- the retort was a little extreme. I, but yeah, I also have mixed feelings about, Somebody in a play calling out an audience member on something. I don't know. I kind of go back and forth with that. However, I do think that, yeah, the president-elect's response of, like, You're, you have harassed my vice president-elect, and therefore you must... That seems a little extreme. The other thing that I'm super concerned about, just as an aside, is this um, cloak-and-dagger kind of thing with the media where Donald Trump several times now has been in situations where he's been in official meetings and stuff, and and he has not alerted his White House press at all. Well, he doesn't really he feel doesn't the need to. He doesn't want transparency. And that's, that's like, wow, is this really going to continue? But it should... Is this going to be our new normal? I don't think so. I mean, I think that it is, and I think that... When we we say new normal, I think we've got to that insist on different. There's an attempt to make it normal, and I think that that's where we need to say this is not normal. And and I think you know this starts a dialogue um, in terms of there. This is this is not okay. This is not normal, and and I think that. Um, we all need to understand normalcy and, you know, what has happened and what has gone on in the last year. Um, I think it's been a little traumatizing, I think, to to everybody. I mean, I can't remember a time since I've been alive where people have really kind of wanted the election year to be over and everything to be done with. And I think that just kind of tells you... Um, how bad it was this this past year. It's so, just been exhausting to all of us. I just think. terrible. So, um, I don't know. In summation, I, I think we've definitely done some things to become active in in our community, um, knowing that uh, uh, there are things that that we need to do. There's work to be done. Uh, silence is not an option. Uh, and um i you know I, I i that's what i have to say about it i don't know what you have to well, say well i about think it. that we just have to like you know conserve our energy and sleep with one eye open and be ready to i don't think there's any point anymore in like protesting the president because he is our president whether we like it or not but i feel like i will be ever vigilant and ready to protest in moment to moment with um, 
if I see things uh, changing or going south as far as um, Planned Parenthood, women's reproductive rights, um, immigration laws, that kind of thing. Those are the things I will protest on a case-by-case basis. Well, I, I think there I'm not going is... to become complacent, and I think that that's where we can't... There's no room to just become complacent or go to sleep again. I'll tell you this. Tell I'm not this, waiting to see what's going to happen. Um, had the ancestors before be done that, I would not be where I am right now. So there's no waiting to see. Uh, I can see what's happening. And uh, it's... it's it, but what are you it, going to do about that, Chris? Only time will tell. Right. Wait and see. Oh, I'm not waiting and seeing. But only time will tell what I will do. Yeah. What we all will do... Um, as people in the United States and with this great country. I mean, you know, I still think that, you know, there's, there's good here. I, I, you know, I gotta say it was definitely a little depressing to see the, the, the end um, of what people thought. And um, sort of the hatred and the hate crimes that have come out of this election and what people have felt free to express themselves as, uh, as feeling. So, you know, freedom of expression, I guess, but uh, it's kind of ugly. Yeah, because now it's been validated. So um, there's still work to do. And uh, we're going to get going on, on doing that work. Ever vigilant. And I guess that's all we have for this week's installment. I think that's all. I think we need to get some sleep and um, conserve our strength. See you next week. <laughs>